I, Amy, I, ha I have to ask you if, if you were going to be a washing machine, <laughs> if you were going to be a washing machine, would you be the speed queen of washing machines or would you be the hi-fi, Wi-Fi, jingly when you're done with the work uh, I, type of washing machine? I'm going to be the speed queen. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be that durable, sturdy, last forever Maybe the buttons are not really pretty. Maybe it doesn't jingle when it gets done, but it's sturdy and it's going to yeah, last hey, forever. A couple of dents here and there, but but getting the That's job right. done. Yeah, I've come to appreciate that. As a much younger man, I think I would have went with the high five whiffy, but now I'm feeling like a few dents here and there are okay, but getting the job done. Jerry? Yeah, I, I got to tell you, 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 this conversation reminds me of, of, somebody who's going to hack our homes at some point and start turning I, you know lights on and off in the middle of the night um making our washing machine go uh talking to you know the the heater or whatever the hell is going on because everything is all connected now and yeah. i i can't figure out any of that i really need to go to it and push a button rather than try to figure out how to do this on my phone so it, do, it does all seem to, so here's a really funny example. I have 48 can lights in the house. All of them are hooked to music in the ceiling and they do like a million colors, you know, that the LED. Wow. So on the weekends, we, we hit the button, we sync the music and the whole house is like a, I'm sure we look crazy from outside, but like it's all the lights and flashing and it's synced to the music and it's great. But Jerry, to your point, like my lights are hooked to the network. Uh, my my wa my washing machine. I don't know why, but my washing machine is on the Wi-Fi, uh, and I even have my my oven on the Wi-Fi. And although I don't know why, because we mentioned this earlier, there, there's no way I would turn the oven on to preheat while I'm not home. There's no meal I need made that badly. So. It's yeah, and then somebody could take over the whole thing. They can hack it and say, look. That's right. You've forgotten all of your passwords. We now control your house. We are going to make it a nightmare until you pay us, uh, you know, $1,000 or something. You're saying our appliances could be ransomware. Is what exactly. I hear you. Okay. Why, why, why bother, you know, trying to hack a business? You know, they've got police officers and other people. The FBI is concerned about them. But all, they're going to do it to homes. They're just going to go into neighborhoods and just own the neighborhood. Well, Amy, they, they can't hack a speed queen, can they? No, nope, they cannot. <laughs> no hacking going on there. There is a lot going on there. All right, are we ready to get going? You bet. All right, let's talk about some stuff. Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. I feel like I want to get a t-shirt that says you can't hack a speed queen, but I'm just not sure how that gets received in public. Look, welcome to uh, our weekly podcast. Believe it or not, it's about recruiting. This is a recruiting community podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I am your host, Tonto. I'm going to bring in from the green room, the Lone Ranger. How are you, Jerry? I love it. I'm fine. <laughs> Kimosabi. It's good. to. I think you have that flipped, but that's all right. 
Uh, it's it's good to see you. We got a couple of things we're going to talk about. I'm excited about the topic today. Uh, I want to do a couple of housekeeping things first. If you are with us live on LinkedIn, uh, there's a little chat window over there. We're going to ask that you go ahead. Uh, Facebook too, I believe. Uh, you can drop in uh, any questions you've got. You want to just say hello. You want to put in your LinkedIn profile, do a little networking. Uh, you can do that too. Uh, super easy. We'll do a call out for you. Uh, if you comment in there, uh, you got something to contribute. If you've got questions for Amy, our guest today, uh, which I, I hope that you do, I think we've got a really interesting topic today. Uh, we will pose those to her and you can just have, have some, we can conversate. We're just welcome to have you conversate there. Uh, so we are streaming on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. You can also get information about this, this episode and previous episodes and upcoming episodes at cxr.org slash podcast. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, and as a reminder, this is an ad-free labor of love. Uh, nobody pays to be on the show. You're here because we invited you because we think you have something cool to say. Uh, and we want to shine a light on that. If you know somebody or you yourself would be interested, uh, reach out to Jerry or myself uh, and talk to us. We'll see We'll see if it makes sense to put you on the show. Uh, and I think the last thing I just want to mention, and it kind of goes with the show, Jerry, uh, we can talk a little bit just for a hot minute before Amy comes in. We have launched a new course uh, on cxr.org slash learning. Now, for those who don't already know, uh, we have put up a series of courses. I think we got four courses that actually sit out on the site today, we've got Making Pay Transparency a Recruiting Advantage. We've got Recruiting Underrepresented Talent, uh, which is the newest course, which I'm super excited about. And Jerry, I'll ask for your comment when I take a breath. Uh, closing the gender gap uh, in tech and then Foundations of the Candidate Experience. We're approaching upwards of almost 500 people that have gone through and taken the courses. So we are super pumped. They are included in CXR membership. If you are not a membership, uh, if you're not a member of Career Crossroads, you can also take the course anyway. Take it yourself on your own. Jerry, you want to talk uh, briefly about the new coursework we did with Roy Bellotti for recruiting underrepresented talent? Yeah, Roy is really one of the more amazing people uh, I've ever met. You know, it's um, he is uh, from Lebanon. He worked for Smart Recruiters, went back to Lebanon and was there during uh, that, expl that horrendous explosion. But he has he's into a mission and his organization Jobs for Humanity is really focused in on um, inclusion in a way that I, I think uh, we really need to kind of think about. Um, he, he recognizes some of the issues around immigration and some of the folks who are trying to move from one part of the world to another part. Um, it's just, it's, he really is uh, operating at a different level than many of us in terms of how he's thinking about underrepresented groups on a global basis. And yeah. um, I think a lot of his work uh, deserves some light. And I'm, I love the fact that he's put together for us kind of a master class on diversity inclusion that I think will open everyone's eyes in a whole different way. Yeah, I love it. He does some rather extensive uh, training on that. And he's just, I mean, if I had my second t-shirt of the show, it would be, I love Roy Bellotti. That would be the second t-shirt that I would wear. Uh, but I'd encourage anybody to check it out because he just really does a nice job. I think it's it's 10 segments, which sounds like a lot, but I think the class, you can get through the whole thing in, in about an hour and 15, I think, uh, as you go through it. But it talks underrepresented talent includes, to your point, Jerry, um, hearing uh, disabilities, uh, vision disability, uh, and even immigration, uh, right. which is kind of interesting. It's something that as recruiters, we deal with a little bit of that here and there, but but I just don't think we give it enough attention. Well, he's dealing with refugee issues and and in the last decade or so, and I think in, in coming decades, 
we may see this ref this movement of people around the world from from various places in ways that we're going to have to look at it a lot differently than we do today. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Well, okay, so there's enough enough about us. If you're interested, cxr.org slash learning. You can check that out, but I'm going to bring in our guest now. Here she comes from the green room. Amy, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Chris? Hey, Jerry. Good. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I'm glad to be here. So, Amy, we know you, uh, obviously, as the, the CEO of HRCI and HRSI, but for those who maybe have not met you or don't know much about you, why don't, why don't you give us kind of that escalator pitch of who is Amy Dufresne? Why should they be paying attention to what you have to say today? Super. Well, um, for anybody that doesn't know me, I'm a learning junkie. I love to learn and I love to help people to learn and to be better. So naturally being the CEO for HRCI and HRSI has been just a, you know, a match made in heaven for me to um, support the profession that I love and that I have been a part of for more than 30 years um, I've worked in uh, for-profit and not-for-profit organizations from an HR perspective before I became the CEO for HRCI. So I have walked in the shoes of HR professionals and um, am super passionate about what and how HR can really change businesses for the better. So I feel like this is um, you know, just a great time to be an HR leader um, to be part of the profession that has changed so dramatically and really looking forward to um, continuing my lifelong journey of continuing to be a junkie in learning. I love the the junkie of learning. Yeah, um, yeah. We, and we pulled you we pulled you out of a board meeting, I think. Did we pull you out of some budget? Did. We did. So like everyone else right now, we're knee deep in budgets. So my team is presenting our budget right now. So Thank you for taking me away from that for a little while, right? <laughs> say, you don't seem mad at us. You don't seem mad at us at I all. know. <laughs> so <clears throat> let's talk really quickly before we jump in. And I have a couple of questions I want to ask you. But can you explain, Amy, the difference for those who may not know? Can you explain the difference between HRCI and HRSI? How can you be the, the CEO of, of both of these things simultaneously? What are, right. what are those? Right, right. So HRCI has been around for 50 years. This is our 50th anniversary, which we're totally excited about. And we began as the certifying body for HR practitioners. So HR generalists across the board who, you know, we cover our, our HERBARC, our HERBOC, our HR body and knowledge covers all of the facets of HR. Um, and we began as a certifying organization. We have eight different certifications. Um, most people know the PHR, SPHR, but we've added an APHR certification for individuals that are trying to break into HR, for um, college students who wanna validate their knowledge and get a job, all the way up to that SPHR. We have a GPHR, which is for individuals that are practicing cross-border HR. And then we had individuals um, who were taking the uh, HRCI, um, PHR and SPHR mm -hmm. certifications outside the United States and they were not successful at that because we have the alphabet soup of HR it, that's embedded in, in the uh, certification, ADA, FMLA, FLSA, all those things. And so what we did is created a certification stack, APHRI, PHRI, SPHRI, for individuals who are practicing HR outside the United States. And part of, if you're gonna be an SPHRI, 
you have to take a course, a legal course, to demonstrate your knowledge in the particular country in which you're practicing HR. So we've certified a half a million people. We're in more than 120 countries. Wow. Um, and that is growing um, exponentially, which we're thrilled about because when HR is practiced well everywhere, it makes us all more and better businesses and business leaders. Um, so that's the exciting part about how we started. Um, over the past decade, we've added learning content to our portfolio of offerings. So we've got more than 220 courses. We have certificates um, that we've added to our programmatic offerings. We do all sorts of free learning for our community. Um, <clears throat> talking about just, you know, the whole gamut of things that are going on in HR. And several years ago, we became the secretariat for what's called TC260, which is the technical committee that is writing standards for the HR profession. And HRCI is leading this. Um, we have, uh, we've added a continent since we took this on. We've added more countries to people that are participating in writing standards. And that too is a marker that our profession is continuing to evolve and that we're setting those standards and using that language that is now international. We're not, you know, the terms are, are international. We have a dictionary that we use. Um, and so I think this is super exciting um, for the profession. And when we took on TC260, we um, the first standard that we launched, um, that we as the collective we globally, not just HRCI, is a standard on diversity and inclusion. So when you were talking about that, that's music to my ears because standardization of that is a beautiful thing. When we have organizations that are really singing from the same piece of music when it mm -hmm. comes to DNI is exactly what we need. And um, so we're certifying organizations against that. Um, and that is where we transition to HRSI because I founded HRSI to um, certify organizations against those standards. So we have certified um, many organizations. We have two big announcements coming up. Um, I'm actually meeting with a large organization that we just certified. We'll be making an announcement soon about that. Um, and these are organizations that are um, using those best practices of um, what is the standard of 30415, um, which is diversity and inclusion. But there are many other standards. I don't want to just focus on that because HRSI also uh, uh, sets standards or is certifying organizations against 30414, which is human capital reporting, which the, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, has really been laser focused on this standard because they want publicly traded companies to be reporting on their most important resource, which is their people. And they want them to use the same language. Um, there's been some preliminary information about it that it's a little more scaled back than what we had hoped for, but we're making progress, right? We're taking one step at a time and what how organizations should be reporting. So. That's more than an elevator speech about both organizations, but um, I think it's a, a really um, a vibrant organization um, that has 
uh, seen a lot of change and um, has really helped people and organizations be better. I think, I, you know, I think it's it's critical for a lot of people who work in human resources and may not have had formal education in it to realize that there is a, life, a lifetime of learning uh, available to them uh, to, you know, to become, if you will, what they may be already working at, which is a human resource professional. And, and obviously, talent acquisition is a function uh, in in much respect of, to that, I mean, I'm a, I am a proud member of uh, uh, SBHR and uh, former uh, formerly involved with uh, TC260, which is part of ISO. So it's kind of it's fascinating, and I I, I think when people want to go a little bit deeper in their in their chosen profession and and career. Um, I think uh, they should be looking at HRCI and and a lot of the wealth of stuff that you have uh, from that perspective. So I think that's really great. I, I love it, and I don't want to I don't want to take away from from the HR side of it. And I realize technically TA is sort of within the HR, but in the spirit of Marsha, 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 <laughs> let, let let me ask you, Amy. Like in your view, what what role? does learning and development so the courses the certifications right what does that play in helping recruiters specifically sort of navigate the challenges that 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 could range i think to your earlier point it could range from uh de and i within ta to new advanced uh recruiting practices that's right i i mean i think for sure um you know from hrci we cover the gamut of of hr so looking at it from a ta perspective i think for um TA folks, it's important to have that knowledge and understanding from you know a, a larger perspective of all the components of HR because really you're the touch point for um, for many of the the beginning journeys uh, or mostly all of the beginning journeys of the relationship that employee employer relationship and and I think that's where the beauty of this comes in is to start early on in in that. Um, you know, in that relationship by having those, the TA folks really be a part of, of that. But, you know, TA is its own specialty in and of itself. And I think that there's been a lot of evolution um, in sort of that, in that area. And it, there has been in every aspect of HR. I mean, I think back 30 years ago when I started in HR and what's happening now, and it's mind blowing. Um, sort of the advances that have happened across the board. So anything that we can do to continue to professionalize um, different facets of, of HR from comp and then to TA, to the learning and development and, and training and education, those are all important, really um, you know, deep areas that we need specialists in those specific areas so that we can continue to advance uh, um, professionally across the board. So are there long-term um, thinking for, for HRCI to, uh, to build more of those specialty kinds of standards and certifications? Absolutely. We're, we're looking at how do we do that? How do we um, continue to advance every profession by looking deep in some of those specific standards area? For example, right now we are working more in the technology space because we've seen advances in artificial intelligence and the AI and technology and digital transformation and privacy. 
So we're going to go deep into there in 2024. There's a group right now of, in the global community that's working and, and developing standards in that space. So we're really excited about that and we'll continue to go deep in that. HRCI doesn't, we don't say, this is where we're going to be writing standards. It's the global community that says, you know what, we really need to have a standard here and we need to, you know, uh, have have a deeper look at what this could mean from an HR perspective. And I think what's really important around the ISO work is that the, the technical committee of 260 is now being tapped to join other technical committees that have absolutely nothing to do with HR in a direct way. Mm. But um, we're seeing, so I think that really speaks to they want our voices at the table across the board. So when we're looking at, um, you know, total quality, when we're looking at, um, you know, health in the workplace. So there's a group that's focused really on health, but they wanted to go into wellness, workplace wellness. And we said, wait, 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 we've, our, we've got a standard for that already. And so you can join our group. So we're, you know, this this navigation around sort of the ISO work is is really, um, I, I think we've seen it advance to a place that's much better than where it's been since the since 260 started. And and ISO has been around for a, obviously a long time. Very long People time. People most most often think of it in terms of good manufacturing practices, but. Mm -hmm. But by and large, on a global basis, it's it's a it's a powerful organization because you're looking at consensus on a global on a global scale. The the problem, though, from my perspective, is is an old an organization that old has processes that take forever to get things done, and then the result gets hidden behind a firewall that you need to that, that no one's promoting. So, so the, the end result is you don't even know that behind that firewall is, for example, a standard in the definition of uh, talent acquisition that, that's been around now for about five years. Uh, but I would bet, you know, 99% of those leaders in TA don't even know that there is one and how to get it, that kind right. of thing. So right. part of, it seems part of what we would be you might be doing is is figuring out how to promote this. That's right. And we've got a lot of work to do in that promotion. So having this big megaphone is really important to continue to really proclaim the work of the global community around this, because this is what will continue to advance the profession um, so that we don't have to keep redefining TA, or we don't have to redefine what what is you know a compensation system, and I think um, one of the things that I think diversity and inclusion standard is a really good example of that because there was a lot of consternation around what do we name this? What should it be named? And and really it was diversity and inclusion. So you know as we talked about it, some people say, well, it doesn't their equity's not in it and belonging's not in it. Well, around the world there's, that's not always accepted around the world. So we have to come to terms with a definition that is acceptable globally. And then we will put things, definitions in a dictionary as to what we mean by some of these areas so that we are inclusive of all of people's opinions and that it does represent the world um, from, from an ISO perspective. But those are the, you know, those are some of the challenges that you have when you work um, as a team 
globally, as we all know, right? We do it every every day. So yeah, well, and it's admirable work. But Amy, let me ask you, and just kind of sort of a spinoff of I think you know what Jerry was talking about is, so now you've got this megaphone. And I think by and large, I, I would argue that the majority of TA leaders in place today, when they hear HRCI, right, or they think these certifications, they think, you know, PHR and SPHR. Uh, and they're, they're really not aware of the broader scope. Uh, or they just, I think at present, if it comes up in a conversation, you're kind of shrugging it off like, I don't, I don't really see the value add there for the direction that we're headed, et cetera. So now you've got this bullhorn, you've got this big microphone. What would you tell, like, what's one thing you would tell TA leaders today about HRCI, about HRSI that, that they should be aware of from a, from a TA perspective? Right. From, from a TA perspective, I think that um, there's, there's more than just one thing. I think it's not only that um, we have some learning courses that are relevant for TA, not obviously as deep as you all are for sure, but we're, we're trying to, um, bring people along at all levels of the TA journey. So I think that's kind of one area. The second is just an awareness that there are standards that are out there and that there has been a lot of uh, work that's been done a- around creating standards and and um, and that there's there's that awareness from from that perspective. And finally is around being certified. And I think that um, People that are certified are invested in their profession, whatever that profession is. If it's uh, a certified financial planner, or if you're a CFA, or if you have um, your law degree, you've done some work. So from an HR perspective, the markers of excellence from a PHR and SPHR that demonstrate you're committed to the profession, um, from a from a perspective of your knowledge, it really is um, demonstrates your deep knowledge for the profession that you've got. Um, you've got you have the know it all to to be a great HR leader. So that when you're a TA person and you're looking for that great HR talent, those are the markers that you want to look for in your future HR professionals. I love it. I love it. So, Amy, before we let you go, we ask everybody this who's on the show, if you were going to write a book today about oh. the about the state of things, what what would you title that book? So um, that's kind of funny. You should ask that. I did not know that's the question that you were asking. And right now, I we are going to press right now with a book that is modeled after our webinar series called Alchemizing HR, which is every Tuesday, one o'clock Eastern time. And we have great thought leaders, but we're really basing this on our professional development model and bringing in stories from HR leaders around the world who can illuminate some of the examples of the professional development model so that we can help people that are dealing with problems today who are trying to break into HR today to be better at what they're doing tomorrow. So, um, so that's what I would title it as Alchemizing HR because that's that's the book that's that is eminently coming out. So very excited about it. I love that. I love it. So Amy, who's who are you going to give the first signed copy to? Oh, of course you. No, you can't give it to anybody <laughs> on the show. You have to you have to give it to somebody else. Well, you know, the chair of our board, Andre Allen, who is the CEO and founder for an organization called Fifth Theory in the assessment space, um, I think 
the first person, the second person that I might give a copy to is no longer on the planet, but his name is Herbert Henneman, and he was the first person HRCI certified when we started 50 years ago. So I would give him a copy, but I'd have to send it up to some, you know, space of, of wherever, celestial, yeah. <laughs> wherever your soul, his soul is, I would send it there. Um, Dave Ulrich, who has been, you know, a, a great partner to HRCI and to myself, who wrote um, a little cover on the uh, on the back of our book, I would of course give him give him a shout out as well. Give I him a signed copy. So there you go. I love three, it. Love three it. people. <laughs> well, look, Amy, that's fantastic and and heartwarming. But let me. So, Amy, I just I just want to say thank you so much. I know you're super busy. Sorry to pull you out of budget chats today. Wow. Uh, yeah, you look really <laughs> broken up about it, but we do appreciate you making time for us uh, and our listeners. And uh, we, we're we just happy to have you on next time. So let us know when you're ready. Super, Chris. It was great to be with you and, and Jerry. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Good stuff. Uh, until until next time, anybody interested, cxr.work slash events and cxr.work slash podcast. And that's it for the show. Let's say bye, Amy. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.